Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rebooking to Mastery, presented by me, Jagan, a 22-year-old master student who's trying to spread some knowledge out to the rest of the world based on books that I've read over these last few years. So, the book that I'm going to analyze today, not going back to the 30 strategies of war, because I want this year to kind of provide an extensive, intermixed experience of different books throughout this year, intermixing ideas and knowledge from multiple different sources. May it be spirituality, may it be practicality, or may it be social-based ideas. And so, instead of jumping right back into the 32 strategies of war, I'm going to take a bit of a different track and go on to a book called Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. So, Jay Shetty was, was a former monk who left the monastery because he felt a calling to be somewhere else and felt that this kind of life wasn't necessarily the best for his dharma or purpose. And so I'm going to talk about the book that he read, wrote called Think Like a Monk. And a lot of what that talks about in terms of let the first part in this case, which is letting go. And I think that this book provides a good balance to the 33 strategies of war and other books that I talk about because it talks more about the lighter aspects of making yourself a better person every single day. And so I'm going to go into chapter one, which is based on the identity, which is I think what I think I am. So Jay Shetty has gone on a lot of podcasts, has his own podcast, and has spoken at many events. One of my absolute favorite quotes he's taken from someone else is that, I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am, but I am what I think you think I am. Let that sink in for a second. What this means is not necessarily for you to leave off your opinions of yourself, but rather to put them in perspective. It's to realize that you as a person, as an entity, as a human being, the qualities you ascribe to yourself do not come from yourself. They do not come from your own mind. Rather, not that they don't come from your own mind, but they are generated not by yourself, your thoughts, not by other people themselves, but rather our perceptions, what we think other people's perceptions of us are. Take confidence, for example. Confidence is something that a lot of society prescribes to as walking with purpose, having an idea or knowledge of what people want to do, knowing oneself and being very aware of oneself. And how do we consider ourselves as confident? We can tell ourselves that we are, but it's because other people or other sources have told us that there are certain qualities to confidence that we believe that we are confident. It's not necessarily that we have decided upon it, but rather we have decided upon it after taking in inputs from what everyone else perceives what confidence and certain qualities that we have are. And so this leads into the idea of trying to live up to what other people think of us. 
So we live in idea in a world of people pleasing and in a world of low self esteem, in a world of putting everyone else's interest above your own. And so the issue you run into when you do that is that by living for everyone else, you don't live the life that you want to. You don't live the life that you proceed or wish to. Living and pleasing everyone else then happens at the expense of your own values. Because in the end, it is far better, thousands of times better, to live your own destiny imperfectly, live your own dharma imperfectly, than living someone else's purpose, someone else's dharma, someone else's way of life with perfection. It is better to live the life that you have chosen for yourself than to live in an illusion of everyone else's, someone else's life. And one of the best ways you can find meaning in your life is by mastering your physical and mental desires. This sounds very much like uh, cease every single thing that you may see as not the best thing for you. But it's not necessarily the case. It's finding and having mastery over it. And having mastery does not mean strict detachment or non-adherence whatsoever, complete abstinence. But it is conscious allowance, conscious indulgence, and an understanding of one's own mastery with said desires. And a knowledge and rationality of doing everything properly or correctly. It isn't for you to live a life of asceticism and go off into the forest and meditate for 40 years unless you choose to do that, which is your dharma or purpose, but rather an understanding and an awareness and acknowledgement of your physical and mental desires and a mastery over them to allow them all in temperate moderation. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rebooking to Mastery. If you'd like to follow me on other platforms, I'm on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at Rebooking to Mastery. And if you'd like to hear my, more of my content, feel free to drop me a follow on whichever platform you're listening to. And see you guys next time.